Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Soul searching time. I'll try to bell to ring. Be- soul searching time. Ding. Ding. Before we soul search, let me tell you this. And I'm not really in a soul searching mood because I am so giddy with excitement. You thought Antifa Karen was obnoxious and terrible? We will replay her for you next segment. And then I believe. In the same way Mike Tyson destroyed other heavyweights who dared step in the ring with him. We have a whiny, grievance study, white chick, lecturing black people who will make Antifa Karen look like Michael Spinks Jr. That's a really obscure reference. This is the best slash worst thing I've ever heard. Stay with us. Wow. Can't miss that. Is that hyperbole? Probably. But it's incredible. All right. It's the Back best hyperbole I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> soul searching time. Dong. I'm lighting the incense now. I that's that's like an, that's like an inside joke at at our house because we sent Sam to uh, uh, this the 
preschool thing briefly. It's one of your hoity-toity, hard-to-get-into expensive preschools, and we've got friends who love it, so I won't mention the name of it. I, I know plenty of people, their kids went there, and they absolutely they love it. Best thing ever happened to them. I hated it. Sam hated it, but... <coughs> They would, uh, all the women wore, like, old-timey prairie clothes, all the teachers. Why? I don't know. And um, <laughs> and the kids weren't allowed to have, like, cartoon characters on their backpacks and stuff. Why? And there was no m- music allowed for some reason. I don't know. It was, it was... was this in uh, Kabul? <laughs> well, they're, they're trying to get away from, they're trying, I don't know. I mean, but okay. anyway, uh, they would... They would, like, very, and it, would, it was one of those places where the word no is not allowed and stuff like that. But, um... When it was like cleanup, she had this bell, and she a very soft bell. Then, cleanup time, ding ding, cleanup time. Oh, it was boy. just the idea of everything being very gentle and okay, yeah, calm. Because right. life's like that. Because life's like that. Yeah. And uh, and it turned out as another one of those places that if you have one out of control kid who you know pushes everybody down, they don't do anything about it because they don't believe in saying no or anything like that. So it's basically, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, the soul searching here. I'm trying to figure out: Do we want to be a respite from the craziness of the world, like some place to go to get away from it all, or do we want to be the best, like, hopefully credible source for every, all the craziness that's going on in the world? I can't decide which I want to be. Yes, is my answer. Both. Wait a second. You said yes and a yes to quit to an either or question. <laughs> I say yes to an either or question. My whole premise is crumbling. <laughs> I'm blowing your mind. I don't know. I like to feel like we it's a a, a nice meal over here. What I've we got the steak of current events, the potato of perspective. Can I have fries? The, 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 the fries of humor, the Caesar salad of something or other, historical perspective. But sometimes I look at some of these kind of sillyish stories and I think, should we be talking about this? The world is actually falling apart. I'm like, actually, not kidding. I think I think we might be losing our country <laughs> in a way it will never return. So should I be talking about, you know, whatever celebrity thing I got in front of me or whatever? On the other hand, I think people are just, they're so beaten down by all this, they're going crazy. They need a, a, a distraction from it. And that's where I come in. You know, yeah. But again, back to my plate metaphor, I th- also think what people, uh, a lot of people would like, and feel free if you'd like to weigh in via text, 415-295-KFTC. Do you that's, take a bite of each, or do you finish one thing at a time? No, no, I would, no, I, I, it's a variety. It's this, then that, then the other. Although I often eat my salad first. I eat one thing at a time. I eat my steak, then I eat my potato, then I'll have my corn. That is wrong and perverse. No offense. <laughs> That's what I say to my wife when she puts the bowl in the milk first before the cereal. That I, is just... She, she puts what now? The, she the milk the in bowl. the bowl? The milk in the bowl first. Yeah. What? You should put the bowl down first before the milk. No, I mean, she puts a... the milk in the bowl and then puts the cereal in. That Why? is uh, That is uh, perverse. And my son started doing it, and I said, get out. <laughs> You're no son of mine. That's an ongoing joke in our house, the various things you have to leave the house for. To, to briefly be serious and weigh in if you'd like via email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, we also have uh, folks express the sentiment very frequently that it's refreshing to hear somebody who's not part of the insanity of the lefty media and, and, and is reflecting their point of view. It's funny, we're on, and, and the show does very, very well in a number of large metropolitan areas that are notably liberal. And some of my, list, uh, some of my friends, rather, can't, um, can't process that. And I explain to them, listen, if an election is 55-45, that's a landslide. That is a drubbing. 
And the folks in that 45%, it's damn near half, their views are just swept aside, laughed at, crushed, whatever, just time and time again by the county, the city, the state, whatever. And those people really would like to know somebody is expressing their point of view. Or at least understands it. Well, like in the Bay Area of California. It isn't scoffing at it. We've been on in San Francisco for 13 years? 17. 17 years, right. 17 years. That's a long time. And um, it's a it's an area of 6, 7 million people if even only 10% of those people lean conservative. And it's a lot more than that. Sure. But even if it was only is. 10%, that'd be a huge audience. It's hard to tell how many lean conservative because they've been terrified into silence. You'll get doxxed. Right, exactly. Uh, I wanted to get this on the air uh, because this is FBI Director Ray did an interview with the great Brett Baer yesterday of Fox, uh, who's one of the best interviewers, and they went through a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, but they finally got around to this, and this is kind of, to me, the period on the whole Russia investigation, all that sort of stuff, and it about made my head pop off. This is clip 46, Sean. I think that IG report describes conduct that I consider unacceptable and unrepresentative of who the FBI is as an institution and cannot be allowed to happen again. And I've made that very clear to our workforce. Now, having said that, the most senior people involved in this activity, in this report, uh, are long gone. That is the whimper end of a three-year story that was omnipresent in the Washington Post, the New York Times, all your cable news. And when presented with the question from Brett Baer about the faking up the information on the warrant, leaving out stuff that would have uh, that would have uh, made it difficult to get the warrant, just lying by the FBI to and he played the clip for Ray of Trump saying the FBI spied on my campaign. People mocked me for saying that, but what's they, that's what they did. Ray didn't push back against that. No, he didn't say the FBI did not spy on the president. Because the FBI did spy on the president. The FBI in the United States of America spied on an incoming president because they didn't like him. And and the ant and the, the end of that whole story is just that should never happen again, and the people that were involved in that are gone now. You know, I hate to interrupt. And the your Washington role. Post and the New York Times, by the way, doesn't have a single story today. I've searched it. Not oh, one. No. That, that the acting director of the FBI has indicted the FBI. Yeah, has admitted that's not worth. Has admitted that's what happened and says that it won't happen again. I hate to interrupt your role, but remember that, uh, and and maybe I'm a naive sap for believing anything's going to happen. But remember that uh, prosecutor Durham, what's his name, uh, John Durham, um, who a special appointed prosecutor is looking into that. Jeff Dunham, the guy with the puppets. No, no, it's a different, different guy. guy. He's got not the old, nearly as the funny. Old man. Yeah, the old man puppet. No, it's not him. <laughs> Um, the, the the Durham report's supposed to come out in a, in a couple of months, something like that. That's the official hard-assed uh, taking a look at it all. So there is hope oh, that some justice will be done. You know what? I wonder if that's why he didn't push back on the Trump spying thing. Because yes. remember when Trump originally said that? People went crazy that the, that the president would claim without proof that he was spied on by the FBI. without evidence. The right. FBI, as Brian Williams said, conspiracy the pe- theory. As Brian Williams would say, the FBI, the people that kept us kept us safe after nine eleven. Oh, for God's sake! The people that have kept us from being attacked by Al Qaeda all these years, and the president claiming that they spied illegally. Well, so the reason Ray didn't push back against that is he knows this is re- this report's going to come out with even more damning evidence that makes it absolutely clear that they had people doing whatever the hell they wanted. Uh, with a with a president of the United States. Yeah, I think there's a ninety eight point seven percent likelihood. You're exactly correct. 
So that's, we'll, we'll uh, find out when the report and it'll comes get out. no media coverage. Nobody cares. Yeah. The Washington Post, and New York Times, you did a story every day for three years, front page many times. And the re- the end of that story doesn't make the paper. Maybe we should stop saying the paper and just say the narrative. I, I guess. Yeah. The Washington Post narrative printed today, the New York Times narrative. Anyway, nobody cares. It, it's like when we first got into talk radio and we'd do stories. And, like back when you took calls and somebody would say, how come you don't care about this? Here's the phone number. Nobody would call. Turns out. It's hard to get people to care about why they don't care. <laughs> exactly. Nobody cares about that. So whatever. Right. There you go. Finally, he's done, folks. Chip, please. Holding our government officials to the same standards as the citizens. What a naive idiot. Joe, yeah, and good luck if you're not a president of the United States when the the FBI spies on you for very sketchy reasons. What did I do? You don't have to do anything. They just have to think maybe you look like the kind of guy that might do something, and they'll fake up a warrant so they can spy him. What's our purpose in questioning him? Are we trying to get him to lie so we can get him fired? I don't know. Let's just see what he says. Oh, boy. We'll craft it from there. Um, so if you loved Antifa, Karen, and who didn't, we have a, a, a challenger to the throne, most obnoxious, self-righteous, deluded by ideology, lecturing white chick. Why do I say white? Overeducated, underthinking chick on the planet. There are plenty of dudes like this, too. But this girl you're going to love coming up next. Dismissively called her Antifa Karen. Yeah, I don't like the term Karen because I think it's it's semi racist. But it's a you know a, a gripey uh, woman of uh, adult age and generally white. Uh, this woman was branded Antifa Karen. Let's lead with that. Then we'll get to the new contender, the exciting young contender. I have a, I have a question for you. You're white and you're telling this to two black police officers. Yeah. You see the problem with that a little bit? Um, no. Because you know what? Just because I'm white and I haven't experienced racism myself doesn't mean I can't fight for justice. They're a part of the system. They're a part of the problem. Just because they're black doesn't mean they're not a part of the problem. I'm allowed to say this to whoever. Because I'm white, racism is a white person's problem. Racism is my problem. I need to fix it. That's why I'm here talking to all of them. Black, white, brown, purple. Okay, you could solve a uh, Chinese uh, calculus problem more quickly than unravel all the hypocrisy and stupidity in that clip. But again, we have a new contender. I'm going to hit you with some of the highlights in advance. We're going to have to pause and play the audio. It's a little iffy, but it's a white woman berating cops, suggesting that a black man, a black cop with privilege and power is actually white. Then says a white cop with a black wife is still racist. Then white explains racism to a black cop. Then the black cop schools her with the Bible. And, and, and we have posted this at armstrongandgetty.com. Send it to all your friends. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pause and play here and give you a, a little bit. Um, it begins with the officer asking her a question. This starts in the middle of their shouted conversation. So he asks, a black person born into privilege and power is white? And she answers. Yes, 
So this little uh, white girl's lecturing him that just because you have a black wife doesn't mean you're not racist. You can still be racist. Okay, so she's holding up some sort of sign, and the cops just are wandering away because they're bored with her idiotic act. And she says, oh, I must be very intimidating. Look at all the cops walking that way. So she begins to taunt them. Mm. It's not intimidating. We're trying to have a conversation. You have a one-track mind. Maybe so this black cop's trying to tell her, listen, we can't have a conversation with you. You're not listening. All you do is keep shouting your point of view at us. You can't have a conversation like that. Oh, because I can't be racist, right? No, sir. Yeah, exactly. So here you have a black cop saying anybody can be racist. I'm a black guy. You're telling me I can't be racist? Him representing the point of view that any sane human has. There's all sorts of racism all over the world. I could name you half a dozen without even trying. And it's not all white people on black people. That that belief is just bizarre. Well, it's, Sam Harris hammered over and over to his pat, podcast the, the numbers for black and Hispanic police officers on uh, black and Hispanic um, uh, arrests are worse than among white police officers. Yeah. Well, the white splainy uh, uh, woman would tell you they've been co-opted into the power structure and have become uh, part of the racist uh, patriarchy. Um, in essence, they're house blanks or uh, Uncle Tom's. Uh, anyway, going on with this enlightening conversation. Yeah, Right, so she said, you're a liar. You don't have a black wife and black children. And the black cops like, are you crazy? I'm surprised they are engaging her in the conversation. Yeah, they just they had to hold that corner, and they were there, and she was there. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and the, it's about two minutes and 20 seconds long. We posted it at armstrongandgetty.com. The whole systemic racism can only be white thing. I mean, just what? what is that ideology? Right, right. Well, it's wrong. It's completely wrong. It's an effort to seize power. These poor kids' minds have been poisoned by these utterly nut job professors and high school teachers who they've been listening to. These people who couldn't possibly hold a job in the private sector. All they can do is spout their nonsense up on the, the chalkboard and read their Howard Zinn and the, and the rest of it. And it's just, it needs to be rejected and it has nothing to do with any reasonable effort for us to all get along, different colors and creeds and religions and the rest of it in the United States. It is a naked power grab, which the, the key component of it is frightening you and shaming you into thinking there's something wrong with you because of, wait for it, the color of your skin. So the, the whole idea that like a black police officer isn't technically black because they're part of the power structure. Right. So you could have a black male police officer in the modern intersectional world who's not, according to them, either black or male. Or a black male president of the United States. So that's actually a female 
white person. Right. Even though there's a black man standing in front of me. Right. Exactly. Lecturing him and calling him a racist now. But it's it's, uh, uh, confusing. Well, they're trying to redefine all these terms to get you on your heels and take over. Don't let it happen. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, some of the worst rioting we've had in modern history all around this uh, policing issue, for the most part. And on June 1st, um, Chuck Schumer said Lydia McConnell should commit to put a law enforcement reform bill on the floor of the Senate before July 4. A week later, McConnell announced that he had tasked Senator Tim Scott black senator from South Carolina, to lead a group to craft that. And they called it the Justice Act. Well, it was introduced in the Senate this week, and Democrats blocked it from advancing to debate. 52 Republicans and three Democrats voted for it. That's 55. But you got to have 60 to go forward. And so you get nothing. Wow. Um, and uh, Senator Scott gave a long, impassioned speech after it uh, fell yesterday in the Senate. Here's part of it. And instead of instead of going forward and getting what you want now, they've decided to punt this ball until the election. You know why? Because they believe that the polls reflect a 15-point deficit on our side. Therefore, they can get the bill they want in November. All they have to do is win the election. And then roll in January, and they get a chance to write the police reform bill without our support at all. Well, this is what they did in the House, right? No, no amendments in the House for Republicans on their bill. We're saying amendments on our side. Democrats are saying no amendments in the House, but you here in the United States Senate, because we are the world's greatest deliberative body, you can have amendments. Not in the House, not under Speaker Pelosi, but under Leader McConnell, you get at least 20 amendments. And I thought, what the heck, I'll throw in the manager, manager's amendment, too. But that was not good enough because the irony of the story is not the bill. The irony of the story is that today and through the rest of the J- June and all of July, what we're going to have here is instead of getting 70% of what you wanted or more, you're going to get zero. How's that for a return? How's that for loyalty? How does that work for the little kid at a home in North Charleston where Walter Scott got shot? How does that work around the country when instead of getting 70% of what you wanted, today and tomorrow and next week you get zero? And you're going to wait until the election to get more. Okay. Well, why wouldn't you take the 80% now, see if you can win the election and add on the other 20%. And he went on to say when the bill is... Oh, I'm sorry, it's not done. Because the who matters. They cannot allow this party to be seen as a party that reaches out to all communities in this nation. And unfortunately, without the kind of objectivity in the media that is necessary to share the message of what's actually happening, no one will ever know. 
I heard uh, it was on uh, Nakedly Progressive Radio, and then I read in the Washington Post how both parties have dug in their heels, and there doesn't seem to be any progress on the bill. It's astounding. It's so frustrating. That's where we are, where we're, we're so convinced the other side is always up to something evil. Um, and the media will portray it that way, and people think, yeah, they probably are. The other side is evil. So if you're a Democrat, you think, well, the Republicans are clearly proposing something that is terrible and wouldn't actually do anything. Thank God the Democrats will be in power soon. And <sighs> we, we posted his full uh, address uh, at armstrongandgetty.com. It's about 30 minutes. It's it's well worth your watch. Yeah. And it, it is send, send the link around to your friends, yes. too. They ought to yes. hear it. It's, 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 it's about more than just this, this issue. It's about what the our politics have become, what the Senate has become. He was being sarcastic, obviously, when he said the world's greatest deliberative body is now no different than the House. It's just, you know, which direction is the wind blowing? The Senate wasn't supposed to be that way. Right. Uh, They're supposed to be grownups that, you know, if you can get 80 percent of what you want, hell yeah, you vote for it. And then, you you know, you fight to get the rest of it later. But no, you'd rather have the issue than actually accomplish anything for anybody. Um, he went on to say, when this bill is gone and next week we're on to the Department of Defense or something else, we'll all forget about this. We'll move on. People will forget about it. And you know what's going to happen? Something bad. And we'll be right back here talking about what should have been done and what could have been done. The dispatch points out that all the things that are in the bill, oops, I pressed the wrong button on my phone. Yeah. All the things that are in the bill are overwhelmingly popular. This reminds me so much of the immigration issue, which is another one of the... We'd rather have the issue than solve anything on both sides. Right. Because there's like 85% agreement on all the core stuff. So obviously you'd think the two parties could come together and both sides would be happy, but they don't want to solve it. Nope. Because then you can't claim that the other side is, is, is keeping us from doing all that is good and just in the world. Um, bah, bah, bah. Uh, 88% favor requiring the use of body cameras for police. That's Funding for that is in the bill. 85% favor prosecuting officers who use excessive force. That's in the bill. 82% favor penalizing officers for racially based po- uh, policing. Um, uh, overwhelmingly, people want to do with chokeholds. All that stuff is in the bill. But you can't vote for it because that would that that, that would, would be, give the Republicans a win. Yeah, exactly. The Republicans and, and you wouldn't win. be able to run on it in November. Right. Yeah, that's that's the key. He even goes through talking about, and he mentions it there briefly with the twenty amendments. And you know, when he was discussing with the Democratic lawmakers, hey, what what do you want in this that's not there? Let's let's put amendments and we'll debate it on the floor and we'll see what we can get done. Right. And they were preemptive. Oh, Mitch McConnell will never allow that. So he goes to McConnell, says they're looking for twenty amendments. McConnell says, okay. And you know, I'm not going to pretend this has not been done on both sides with immigration and uh, Obamacare. And all kinds of different things. It's really frustrating. Yeah. yeah. It's it's broken. I don't know how it gets fixed again, but well, it's broken. I, I think we've gotten too good at politics. The politicians understand and the political pros understand that solving the issue gets you far fewer votes than having the issue. So we can't solve the issue. Uh, that's what they're, they're saying. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are saying, we can't reform policing. We can't remove racist cops. We can't limit chokeholds. If we did that, we'd lose the election. No freaking way we're doing that. Think if the, That's what they're saying. If the fire department said, we can't put out these fires, then people won't need us to put out fires. Right, and we won't get any more funding. The dispatch said, but this close to an election, not even overwhelming agreement among the American people can overcome the allure of partisan politics. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi refused to apologize yesterday for saying that Republicans are trying to get away with the murder of George Floyd. That's obscene and de- and designed specifically 
and and with malice aforethought to stoke racial hatred. Absolute evil. So three or four of the major things people want in terms of police reform could be solved today, but she gets to say the Republicans with this bill are trying to get away with the murder of George Floyd, which is just... And she'll say, and if you're black, they want to murder you too. And as Tim Scott pointed out, with the help of the media, people will only hear that. Yeah. So they'll believe, yeah, the Republicans are trying to get around police reform. We better vote Democrat in the fall. Yeah. It's so frustrating. You know, I, politicians for generations, for, for centuries, assumed that doing a good job was the way to get elected. But with modern polling and data analysis and the rest of it, they've realized that's not true. The way to get elected is to not solve issues. And so they're doing that as hard as they can. And again, it's on both sides. Hey, um, um, and it's it's. Just, I don't know how we survive this. I, I don't know either. I don't know either. Um, if your employees realize they can make more money stealing from you than working for you, and you're powerless to get rid of them, you're doomed. Um. By the way, just a little bit on the presidential election, and I don't know how much attention we should be paying attention to this. I really don't know the answer to that. I'm loving the fact that we're not really yeah. the presidential race. We'll have plenty of time later. The national polls, uh, Biden has got a bigger lead than has been seen where anybody you know overcame it. What at polls? least uh, the, which polls? All of them. Um. Okay. Okay. And then uh, there's a whole bunch of like state by state battleground polls out today where Biden has got a pretty big lead. Like you look at Florida, you look at Arizona, you look at Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Pretty big leads, in some cases, double digit leads. I think that's fairly significant. The race hasn't started yet. Well, Jack, if the election were held today, that would violate the Constitution. But there's... Question, Jack, if the race hasn't started yet, why am I already tired of it? <laughs> Well, you could ask, why are you talking about it? And and why am I tired of it if it hasn't even started yet? But nobody's ever come back from this far down, um, even in, in these meaningless polls. Uh, that, that doesn't mean anything. Everything's different now. Everything is different now. Look how much the world has changed in four months. <laughs> it could change that much again in the next four months. No, unless I'm, it's for the better. I'm old enough to remember when Hillary had an insurmountable poll lead. Exactly, exactly. So That was... On election eve. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- this is the interesting part. I heard an interesting podcast yesterday with a couple of people that dig into numbers and everything like that. Uh, and they said there is no evidence out there that more voting, early voting, mail-in voting, any of the things that currently the Republicans are, are fighting against because they feel like it hurts them and Democrats are fighting for because they feel like it helps them. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence that it helps or hurts either party consistently. Wow. If you go back over elections, it's... There's well, it's just inconclusive that it helps any or hurts anybody con- consistently. You just get more of what was already going to happen. That's what it seems like is the case. Hmm. It's counterintuitive, but I'm willing to go with it. Yeah. So, um, Trump might be making a mistake by not embracing the mail-in voting and just hoping you get more Republicans to do it than Democrats that do it, hmm. as opposed to fighting it as an issue. Because you know, well, that's what happened in California. The numbers are in on that. It ended up helping Republicans. In that district in California. Right. The mail-in voting. So. Right. Yep. Orange County, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, uh, well, uh, yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on this as the years progress. Mm. Unless Wake not. up. Thank you. Yeah, see, there you go. Who, That's where the, they, that young the election has not started and that we have not seen a lot of that guy right there. Three debates, folks. <laughs> in these troubled times of... 
racial hatred and unrest being stirred up by Marxists. Um, and, and What if he just lies down on the stage during one of the debates? Like, how much would that hurt his chances? That's like a f- third best case scenario, I think. <laughs> Wake up. He just lays down. During these troubled times, you have three Biden-Trump debates to look forward to. Yeah. That's, which that's, will either be exquisite or a train wreck. Or an exquisite train wreck. They will, the one thing they will not be, and I can promise you this with 100% certainty, the one thing they will not be is nothing. No, this is not Dukakis Bush. Oh, boy, hard to believe we all lived through that one. <laughs> Boring. No, it, it will be, it, it will be just truckloads of poo hitting enormous fans. I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, I, anyway. Love you, Joe. We the people, in order to, you know the thing. Despite. Dispensaries of caca going into whirling blades. Oh, please. That's what we will see. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. No more clusters have ever been blanked and it's going to happen on those nights. Look forward to it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oakland, California has abolished the school police department. They did this last night in a unanimous vote. The Oakland Unified School District abolished its own police force at a school board meeting late last night, bowing to the wishes of left-wing activists in the Black Lives Matter movement. I'll read from the San Jose Mercury News. Is this coming to a school near you? In a unanimous vote, the board passed the George Floyd Resolution to eliminate Oakland School's police department. The annual $2.5 million spent on the 10 officers and police administrators is instead expected to be redirected toward other student support services and restorative justice efforts. Ah, restorative justice. Yeah, We know what that sort of stuff is. The one thing it ain't is policing. Uh, Of the nearly 30 speakers who addressed the board Wednesday, all were in favor of the elimination of the police force. Some spoke about how black and brown students can feel dehumanized, disrespected, and generally not safe with having police on campus. Others urged the board to set an example for the nation in their act of removing police. Wow, well, this Holy is quite the experiment. Crap. I feel bad for the kids because oh, no I, kidding. I have a very good idea where this is going. No kidding. Yep, it's the cops that cause all the crime. They're always there at the scene. You ever notice that? Uh, this the decision comes a day after the Los Angeles uh, school district. Um, they could not agree on a similar proposal yet. Uh, meanwhile, across the bay in San Francisco from Oakland, the board voted to sever ties with the local police department. Wow. I'm glad my kid's not in one of those schools. Man, the kids who get hurt and or killed, uh, just I feel bad in advance. But again, your lunatic Bay Area cities are conducting an experiment. And we will be here to document the results for you, I hope. There is a 15% approval for this whole defunding or eliminating police. No, you just said it was a unanimous vote. How could it only have 15% approval? Wow. God dang it. I'm sure glad my kid's not one of those schools. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. That is just, that. this is a crazy experiment we're running right now. You know, speaking of uh, Alameda County in Northern California, I became aware of this story. I believe one of our alert listeners sent us a link at armstrongandgetty.com, and uh, it's crazy uh, that this story did not get 
any attention at the time. This was in 2018. Cops show up to arrest a man. Uh, he resists. And they fight him, repeatedly tased him. One officer instructed to use their body weight on him. Ended up doing terrible physical damage, and he died two days later. 40-year-old Navy veteran. This poor black man died at... Oh, I'm sorry, that's right, he's white. He's a white fella. Died at the hands of, of the cops. Terrible. And virtually, to the letter, the same as some of the cases we're talking about now. But nobody gave a crap then. It didn't fit the narrative. And even now, uh, the city has agreed uh, to a quarter-million-dollar settlement for the lawsuit. Um, and then the, the body camera footage just got released. San Francisco Chronicle demanded it, Freedom of Information Act stuff. And they got it, and it's troubling, and it's incredibly reminiscent of the George Floyd thing. But uh, nobody cares. Well... You know, I'm. I, I mean, I, everybody cares about good policing. Well, back to the school thing. You know, I like. I'm a fan of the idea of cities, counties, states, whatever, get to make their own decisions. People vote for what they want to vote for. And mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough that I my 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 son doesn't have to go to a school where you need a, a big police presence to keep the order. But some schools are like that, and the schools that are like that, they're voting to get rid of their police force. Yeah. Well, you get to do that. It's your school. You know it better than I do. But uh, I have a pretty good idea how it's going to turn out. Ideology cancels intelligence, man. And, and it it says, makes you crazy. And the people giving the speeches said the kids don't feel safe with the police here. I think you put that notion in your head, in their heads if they actually do believe that. I got to believe there's a lot of like smaller boys in high school who uh, who 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 kind of like having some uh, law enforcement around, right? Right. As opposed to, to it's, just, the girls. it's just the run of the gangs or the bullies or whoever's the strongest. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 That's that's so awful. It's a cruel experiment. Unanimous vote to get rid of the police at the school. Mm-hmm. At this you kind know, of schools where you need police. I suppose it's possible that they had a sucky, sucky police force, uh, the school system. I don't it know. Is, it is possible. Um, but and if, we'll find if, out. If that's the case, then you got a different issue with having the fact that you were spending two and a half million dollars on that police force. Right. Right. Hey, wow. Yeah, and then times. you're going to spend that two and a half million dollars on what were those programs? You know, they had faint, they had funny restorative names. justice. That'll and... just be that'll just be nothing. That'll just be nothing. That is just uh, urinating away money. Right, and that is uh, what brought us the the school shooter in Florida. Who they dared not arrest him. They dared not report him. They just, because they were getting federal money on this experimental new program. So they just let him go and let him go and let him go and never brought him to the attention of law enforcement. Wow, what a, an amazing experiment that is yeah. being run. We'll yeah. keep an eye on this. Poor kids. Yeah. Yeah. People who think you know how nuts California is, you don't, you don't have any idea. It's way nutser than that. Uh, let's see. What do we have? We have a minute left. Anybody know any good knock-knock jokes? Uh, yeah, you got uh, Tim Scott over there. We talked about him. Brilliant speech there in the Senate. Hear me when I say this. Yes. Trump is, in my opinion, yes, the first woman president of the United States. All right, then. Uh, did you ever figure out what the heck she's talking about? No, and I almost don't want to. <laughs> I think it's better if we just let this go. I, I do want to know what her reasoning is on that, because I'm sure she's got some good Roseanne. I'm not so sure. Con- That's true. <laughs> yeah, you wonder. Might be that extra bite of birthday cake you really didn't want. God, I watched an interview with John Goodman the other day, and he's as sane 
and educated and thoughtful a human being as you could ever come across. And they worked together for you. I wonder how they, they got along fine. Because she's a complete wacko. <laughs> yeah, but there are different kinds of wacko. Oh, yeah, there are. Could be she was an enjoyable type. She must be. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.